Brian McClanahan Show, episode 377. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. Why are there? Give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History, when you do enroll, and you get the best deals on new and forthcoming courses. I just had one of those coupons wrap up last week. Hopefully you got in on that. But the big news, of course, is that I will have a Black Friday sale coming up with another new course. I've got one more coming this year. It's the fourth and final part of my four-part Southern Cultural Intellectual History course that will be out in the next week or two at the most. And the Black Friday deals will start before Black Friday. So you're going to want to get on McClanahan Academy's news email list because I'm going to hit you with that first. Eventually, I'll, I'll drip it out a little bit to some of the others, but you're going to get the best one there, the best deals there. My McClanahan Academy subscribers are going to get the best Black Friday deals. Everyone else will get a, will get a good deal. You won't get as good of a deal, though. So be looking for that. Get over to McClanahan Academy. Also, that said, use the coupon code RBG for my American Constitutions course. You get it for about $149. Bucks. It's a steal. But use that coupon code, RBG. That's ongoing. You can use that right now if you want to to get that class. I want you to have that class. In fact, next year, my first class of next year is going to deal with the Constitution too. So I've already started prepping that one. It's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Look for it around February of next year, somewhere in that range. Late January, early February, it should be done. And there's also going to be a course, something else to go with that that's going to be really awesome too. So you're going to want to get that. You're going to know more about it if you're a McClanahan Academy subscriber. You can also click on that shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Get your logo, my logo, and all kinds of cool stuff. Click on that support tab through a few pennies my way. Get your book plate. Get one of my books, Southern Scribblings, my newest book. All kinds of ways to support the show. Go to learntruehistory.com. It's my affiliate link for Tom Woods. It'll be Classroom. There's so many ways to support the Brian McClanahan show and keep this thing free of charge. Um, and look, get people thinking locally and act locally. If you, if you like the podcast, share it around on social media. Get people involved. Rate it wherever you get your podcasts. Let people know this is an awesome show. I see tweets coming from people all the time. You know, They want to put me on Joe Rogan. That's probably never going to happen. I appreciate the love. But I highly doubt Joe Rogan is ever going to put me on his show. But, I mean, hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate you trying, right? And always send me those show suggestions. I love that stuff, too. I love all the support. You know, it really means a lot to me when you all reach out and say, hey, do this or do that, or, hey, you should listen to Brian McClanahan or get on your show. All that stuff really does mean a lot to me. So I do appreciate that, that you do that. All right, so let's talk. I, I, I mentioned last week, and I said I was going to get four podcasts in last week. I wasn't able to. And I apologize. My life has just been pretty hectic the last few weeks. So maybe this week. We'll see. But I know we got big day coming up tomorrow. This is November 2nd. November 3rd is the day, the election day. And, of course, we already know, gosh, 85 to 90 million Americans have already voted. 
mean, this is just ridiculous in some ways to me. You should have election day and everybody should go vote on election day. Unless it's an absentee ballot situation, what this opens the door for is voter fraud, without question. But this is my election special. This is, look, if you haven't voted yet, and I know some of you haven't, I haven't voted yet. If you're going to vote, this is my annual, well, not my annual, my, my four-year, I did this kind of episode four years ago in 2016 when Trump was running against Hillary Clinton, and I gave my advice then on what I thought you should do on Election Day. And I'm going to give you similar advice today. Now, looking at this election, and I've talked a lot about Trump, and I've talked some about Biden, and of course we've done the, the, the debates and we've done some things with that. Uh, when you're looking at politics in 2020, there are some things that I think make the choice pretty clear if you're interested in the culture war. In terms of ec- economics, neither Biden nor Trump are going to be much different. I mean, look, when you look at Biden's tax plan, yes, he's calling for a higher tax on wealthy Americans. Trump is not. That is a difference. You might see tax increases on other things, and you're going to see them on other things with Biden because of the Green New Deal and other legislative initiatives that he is going to support. And these are going to be job-crushing initiatives. See, it's not Biden that you got to worry about. It's all the imbeciles in Congress that he's just going to bend over backwards to, uh, to support. It's people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because you see, Biden isn't really running the show. And he said as much, I am Kamala Harris's running mate. He said as much. Joe Biden is not, I mean, the Trump cutdowns of Joe Biden are accurate. Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is. He doesn't even know he's alive. Yesterday, he's in Philadelphia with a Delaware Blue Hens jacket on saying he's wearing a Philadelphia Eagles jacket. He doesn't even know what the heck he's doing half the time. That's the sad thing about Joe Biden. And Joe Biden trips up. If you just let Joe Biden talk, if Trump had let Joe Biden talk, I think Biden would be doing worse in the polls right now. But the polls don't get you elected. It's what people go out and do. So when it comes to the economy, I don't see much difference. Trump, look, the Republican Congress and Trump has advocated spending, spending, spending. We're not going to see much difference there. I think what this is coming down to in America now is a culture war. So if your thing is fiscal restraint, if your thing is limited spending, then neither one of these candidates are going to be any good for you. Go third party. But I'm going to talk about that in a minute, too. Go third party. Someone like the Constitution Party. Or, um, you know, the Libertarian Party has its problems, too, the Libertarian candidate and the plank, the platform. But, uh, but I mean, maybe go that route. So that's your thing. But uh, foreign policy, which is the main objective of the president, I think is one area where the two are diametrically opposed, at least in some ways. CNN ran a headline or had a headline that Joe Biden is going to return America to a to an internationalist message. They're, they're going to get rid of the America first foreign policy. And my question was, well, who are we going to put first in? Europe, Asia, Africa, Latin America? Who are we going to put first? If we're not putting America first, who are we putting first? And this goes all the way back to the post-World War II period. In fact, it's one of the most disastrous outcomes from World War II. How World War II screwed up America is one of these things. And you look at the amount of money spent on foreign aid and what we've been doing. This is what the Biden administration, this is the establishment, neoconservative, progressive foreign policy. You go back and you look at uh, candidates who advocated a quote-unquote America First program. They're often considered on the right. I mean, 
and you look at some of the splinter parties, and this is what they've generally advocated, getting the United States out of the world stage in this way. You look at Tulsi Gabbard even, who had a very, I mean, that was one of her big things. Look, Tulsi Gabbard was rock solid on foreign policy. But the Democrats won't touch her, and she won't serve with Trump. I wish she would, you know, wish she would have done that because she wanted to run as a Democratic candidate. They won't touch her because of this. In fact, they call her a Russian agent and all kinds of horrible things because she advocates a foreign policy that's very much in line with the traditional American foreign policy, which is, which is foreign, uh, not, uh, not isolationism, but certainly careful uh, and a constructive foreign policy that's not interventionist. It's non-interventionist. That's what we're looking at with some of these people and, and Trump is clearly better at this than Joe Biden. So if you're looking at foreign policy, it's certainly Donald Trump. If you're only going to vote on foreign policy, the choice is clear. I mean, there is no choice, and you're not going to go third party. And again, I'll talk about it in a minute. You're not going to go third party. It's Donald Trump. So looking at these things, if you just have a tally sheet, for me, and this is how I look at it, they're the same on the economy, for the most part. I mean, Biden's in terms of taxes and spending. They're both going to be the same there. The economy, I think that Biden is going to implement, or he's going to, he's going to sign legislation in the Congress if, they, if the Democrats still control both houses in the Congress. Um, if, they, if, they, if they can control the House, chambers, I should say, and then they can control the Senate, uh, you're going to see a, an unmitigated disaster when it comes to things like the Green New Deal and other nonsense like that. And Biden will sign it all into law. And that's where you're going to see job-crushing situations. You're going to see high gas prices again. You're going to see, uh, you're not going to see $2 oil. You're not going to see $2 gas, I should say. You're going to see $4 gas. Why? Because they're going to end fracking. They're going to end American energy independence. They are going to do it. They're going to try to get you to buy electric cars and all this nonsense, which actually uses more greenhouse, you know, greenhouse-causing uh, uh products and anything else, if we're going to believe in greenhouse gas. I mean, these are the things you're going to get. It's going to be a completely revolutionary transformation of the economy, and it's going to suck, and it's really going to drag uh, the economy down. You're going to see, so clearly Trump is better at that. When it comes to COVID-19, Biden really does want to lock the country down again. If he listens to science, we're going to be looking at draconian lockdowns like they're doing now in England again and other parts of the world. Biden's already said it. He's going to do it. We're going to see it, and that's going to crush the economy. So the economy is already sort of rebounding, but we've seen stores just completely close up here recently. The retail apocalypse is coming. Commercial real estate is going to take a tank. It's going to hit, uh, and we're going to see more of that with the Biden administration if he wins. We're going to see, It's going to be bad, so there's a vote for Trump. I mean, look, Trump is interested in keeping things open right now. So we've got Trump better on COVID. We've got Trump better on the economy, I think, overall even though the taxes and spending is not, I mean, marginal. We've certainly got Trump better on foreign policy than Biden. Biden is corrupt. We know the, the even though the accusation, well, it's all unfounded accusations with Hunter, with Hunter Biden. Look, Joe Biden was selling access to the White House. We know this is what's going on. We know, I mean, how is the man a millionaire? How is he a millionaire? Well, we know he got some book deals, but he was also making money doing other things too. He wasn't a millionaire when he went into politics, but he certainly was a millionaire after that. We know he's a cheater. We know he's a plagiarist. We know he lies. We know Joe Biden, character-wise, is no good. We know Donald Trump is a lot of the same thing. Both of these men are horrible people when it comes down to that. They're both horrible people in that way. 
Biden, though, is a career politician. Trump is not. So there's a, a benefit to Trump. Immigration, look, and this is where we're going to start getting the culture war. Immigration, Biden is going to open the floodgates. We know that. Trump is at least uh, rhetorically talking about restricting immigration, though um, in, uh, in action he's not doing much of it, though we are seeing construction of the border wall. Um, that's going to stop. That will stop 100% if Joe Biden's elected president, without question. So they better finish that border wall pretty quick, and then Biden's probably going to spend resources to take it down. Uh, they better finish it before Trump leaves office in January if they're going to get the thing done. So immigration, Trump would be better. And I, look, Trump has a much more populist, blue-collar message and backing than Joe Biden. I mean, he should. Joe Biden is a jobs killer. Joe Biden is someone who is going to uh, create problems for the American middle class. Even though he said we're not going to raise taxes, it's the, it's the unseen it's going to raise taxes for the American middle class. Not, it won't be a tax bill. It'll be the Green New Deal. It'll be something like that. It'll be energy prices. It'll be all these things that are going to be just taxes on the American middle class. Now, the culture war, though, is the thing that separates both of them. And this is where you have to be very careful about President Kamala Harris. You see, I'm not so cer certain Joe Biden's going to make it through four years. I mean, we don't know. His health is... He could, he's an older man. He'd be the oldest man ever elected president. And we know that people, when they get to the late 70s, early 80s, can have health issues. I mean, so we don't know if Biden would make it through four years, but we know Kamala Harris is being groomed to be president. She is dangerous because she is power hungry and she will do whatever it takes to achieve, to achieve power, whatever it takes. We know this from her career in California. We know that she believes and she has been rated as the most far-left U.S. senator. She wants a socialist agenda for the United States, and she is certainly invested in the culture war. This is where Trump is head and shoulders above Joe Biden in the culture war. Trump's position of saying there can be no more... Uh, uh, not sensitive, well, sensitivity training is often what we call it, but critical race theory training in, uh, in government agencies, you can't do it anymore, is one of the most important things he's ever done. Because you want to talk about reconciliation, that's it. But you see, reconciliation is out for the left. They don't want reconciliation. What they want is what they call justice, and they want, uh, they want to control. They want to dominate it. And that's what the, the critical theory stuff is all about. It's, it's horrible. And so Trump's position on that and pushing out the 1619 project and doing this little thing, even though there's so many problems with this you know, 1776 project and these other things and this, these new historical initiatives, but Trump is better on these things. He is more of a reconciliationist than Joe Biden ever will be. Joe Biden, if Joe Biden was really reconciliationist, he would stand up and say, you know what, if I'm a president for all Americans, well, then we should have support for Confederate monuments and areas, that, because that, those are Americans. These are people we should support. But he won't do that, because that's not, that's not the reconciliationist message anymore. It's now justice, and justice means tearing all this stuff down. So certain people that support these things aren't really considered to be good Americans anymore. This is why he stands up and says, denounce, denounce these people, denounce the Proud Boys, or whatever it is. You know, whoever Trump has to denounce over and over and over again, uh, because Joe Biden is appealing to a certain part of his base. So if you live, and this is where I'm going to get into how I think you should vote 
on Tuesday, tomorrow. And I said this in 2016. If you live in a contested state, if you live in Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio, Wisconsin, Georgia now, if Georgia's really contested, North Carolina, Texas, if Texas really is contested, Virginia, if these states are really contested, and Trump has come out and said his internal polling numbers look really good in these states. That's a key, because he was saying the same thing in 2016 when it came to Wisconsin and some other areas. He was saying the same thing, and nobody believed him. But his internal polling data was showing that he was winning those states. And he's saying now, whether he's telling the truth or not, I have no idea, but he's saying now that his internal polling data looks really good. But if you live in one of those contested states, and you know what the states are, you know if you live there, you, if, if for these reasons that I articulate, foreign policy and the culture war being the most important things, because all the rest, I mean, it's all about think locally, act locally. I mean, look, you need to get involved in local politics. That's, that's without a shadow of a doubt if you want to change things. But if you just want to say you know, this kind of thing, you need to vote Trump. You need to vote Trump because Biden, just because of the potential of the Congress, would be very, very dangerous. And Kamala Harris. That's the dangerous thing about Joe Biden and the influence of these radical, really radical SJW leftists getting, getting hold of the reins of government. It would be really bad. And plus, of course, the Democrats are talking about packing the court. Um, and, I mean, that's... Look, I would ask the Democrats, you know, the people that say they're so upset, things have changed. What has really changed for them with the Trump administration? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. So if you live in those contested states, I would vote for Trump. If you live in a state that's not really contested, say California, Alabama, somewhere like that, where you know that it's either going to be Trump or you know it's going to be uh, you know, Biden, you know without a doubt, vote third party. Go out and vote for Joe Jorgensen. Go out and vote for the Constitution Party if they're on the ballot. Do a write-in. Nothing else. Vote Kanye. Right? If you're a Democrat, by the way, vote Kanye. Vote Kanye. Because that is where you can really have your vote count. Look, I mean, the way we do things in America with the, with the winner-take-all, single-member district plurality voting, I mean, this stuff is just kind of ridiculous. I like the way that, I think it's Nebraska does their electoral college where, you know, they vote, the electoral college is divided up by district and then the winner-take-all for the state. I am completely against the national... Uh, popular vote initiative, which is saying whoever wins the national popular vote, that state goes that way, no matter how the people of that state voted. I mean, this is, I think that thing is going to be challenged in court anyways when it eventually happens, and it's going to happen. You're going to get enough Democrat states to sign on to it, particularly if Joe Biden, look, I'll say this, another vote for, another reason to vote for Trump. If it's in a close contested state, you, I mean, if it's that way, another reason to do it. If Trump wins, you're really going to start seeing discussions of California, Oregon, and Washington secession. It's going to happen. And that would be fantastic for the United States. To getting Slicing that part of the United States off would be so good because we would lose Nancy Pelosi. We would lose Maxine Waters. We would lose Kamala Harris. The question is, with the Biden campaign, do you want to be governed by California? Because that's essentially what's going to happen. New York and California. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez... Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris. Think of that. Dianne Feinstein is going to be part of the head of the Judiciary Committee again. I mean, this is exactly what's going to happen if the Senate goes to the Democrats. 
A vote for Trump means a vote for California secession. I mean, that's great in and of itself. So that's something we should be thinking of, too, in this particular election cycle, how important that would be for the future of America. But um, there is so much going into this and the repercussions of this. And we don't know how this is all going to shake out. We really don't know. But thinking locally and acting locally is what you should be doing, again, right now. You should be getting out tomorrow and voting in your local elections. This is how you're going to start swinging things. This is how you're going to start turning things around. Get involved. Vote in those local school board elections, the city elections, the city council, mayor elections. Try to do these things because that's how you're really going to turn things around. And frankly, George Soros and others know it. They've been dumping money into local campaigns. Look at Virginia. I think it's the best example of this. Look at Virginia. If the Democrats had not taken control of the legislature of Virginia you would not see all these monuments coming down in Virginia. But because they did, and because you had Ralph Northam saying, I mean, this is the only thing you can really do. Well, if we take down monuments, people are going to support us. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that Robert E. Lee monument there in Richmond is just making, making Virginia horrible. This is how stupid all their arguments are. Same thing in New Orleans, everything else. But you know what? That's what they've got. You see, that's where the culture war is important. If that's important to you, get out in these local elections and start blocking some of this nonsense that's going on in America. It's not going to be Trump or Biden that's going to do this. They will never do anything. You have to do it yourself at the local level. But if you're in a contested area, vote for Trump for no other reason than to get the Democrats to seriously talk about leaving the union. Imagine America without California. It would be just a splendid thing. A splendid thing. So... This is where, uh, you know, I would say, again, local election, write-in people, if, or I'm sorry, in, 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 not in, in a non-contested state, write-in, whoever it is you want to do. I mean, if you, got, if you want to vote for Trump, if Trump's your guy, if that's what you're saying, well, I mean, foreign policy is better, these things he's better, I'm just going to vote for Trump. Or if Biden's your guy, then do it. I highly doubt many of my listeners are Biden supporters. And look, full disclosure, I grew up in Delaware. Joe Biden is well-known in that state, and a lot of people that love him in Delaware. I mean, look, he won election time and time and time again in Delaware. He had a big machine, but he was well-known as a corrupt liar. He was well-known as that in Delaware. And, uh, I mean, it's amazing how people in that state still support him um, when that's the case. Now, I mean, he, from all uh, people that interact with him, he's most of the time not a bad guy. I mean, he does have a hot temper, and if you confront him, he, he gets very upset. But, um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a fake. He's a poser. He's from Pennsylvania, so he's not really even from Delaware. But, and he makes that known. He was in Pennsylvania. I was known as the third senator from Pennsylvania. So what about Delaware? What's that saying to the people of Delaware? It means you didn't represent them. You represented Pennsylvania. You're just ridiculous. So this is my election advice leading into November 3rd. Vote for Trump in contested states. Vote third party in states that are not contested. Uh, and because of the two reasons, one is foreign policy, the other is a culture war. And, of course, seeing the leftists being driven mad by another Trump victory would just be absolutely hilarious. I mean, the meltdowns would be real. Trust me, they would be real. And seeing cities board up their streets, they know the civil unrest is coming. Not from Trump supporters. No, no. 
Trump supporters aren't going to do this. It's going to be, they're afraid of what's going to happen if the left loses. Even if the left wins. What does that say? This is blackmail. What does that actually say? It's horrible when you think about it. This is the people that are going to be running things if Biden wins. So, big day tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll probably podcast tomorrow. I, I, you know, I know I'm going to take Wednesday off this week. Um which because of uh, family issue, but uh, family things. But uh, so I might not be back till Thursday. We might even know the results of the election on Tuesday. We'll know and we'll see. But I will do a follow-up election podcast on Thursday. Uh, and I might do something about it tomorrow again, too. I don't know. We'll see. So hope you um, enjoyed this episode of the Brian McClanahan Show. If you're going to vote, contested states, vote Trump. Non-contested states, vote that third party. Vote your conscience. Um, that's my advice to you in 2020. We'll see what happens. I'll see you next time on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.